You sit at a desk. They sit at a desk. You have sales reports. They have book reports. You need supplies. They need supplies. Business is a lot like school. That's why your small business should take advantage of back-to-school deals at Staples. Now, Staples one-inch three-ring binders are $1.92. One-subject notebooks are just $0.25, cents, and two-pocket poly folders are just $0.35 cents each. Make back-to-school your business at Staples. In-store only while supplies last. Offer ends 9 limit 30. Blog Talk Radio. to the Dr. Karen Cam Radio Show. The intention of this show is to empower and inspire you to manifest the life of your dreams, whether it's radiant health, prosperity, loving relationships, or simply peace of mind. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Cam, author of the number one bestseller, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach. And if you don't have a copy of my book, you can get the first chapters free right on my website. Just sign up at KarenCan.com, and not only will you get the first six chapters free, I also give you access to six of my Fast Track Your Healing classes to get your healing going very, very quickly, and my very, very popular clearing and protection spray formula that you can use to charge water with beneficial, positive energies to help create a force field, to help clear yourself of negative energies, clear your aura. You can even drink a tincture of (laughs) charged water in order to clear yourself of even entities. Uh, I know some people are already thinking maybe I could sneak some of this into so-and-so's coffee at work, you know, (laughs) anybody that's mean. But you know what? You can spray your home, uh, your car, outside of your car. Uh, We've had some people with issues there. your home, uh, your sorry, your um, your workplace as well. When no one's looking, you know, to elevate the frequency and the vibration, and uh, just to you know give peace and um, you know you can help other people this way too. So I'm really excited to give you those gifts. So you can go to KarenCan.com and receive those gifts. So today's uh, radio show is uh, very interesting because I've been working with something called the assemblage beam. And uh, most people, I, I believe, I mean, most people probably haven't heard of it. Um, uh, John Well described it in his book. And um, one of my uh, healer friends today, Tyson Bannigan, who is friends with John uh, and who does a lot of energy healing work and is an expert, actually, at entity clearing as well. And he is uh, very active uh, on Facebook and social media. He has the Wellness Show. Um, and uh, he has several different well, uh, websites as well. And if you're interested in learning more about this assemblage beam we're going to talk about in a minute, uh, you can go to energydetective.ca, and there's some great articles on there. You can take a look at you know, what, what this is. So I heard about this through uh, Tyson, actually, and it's, it was fascinating because apparently the assemblage beam is very important <laughs> to uh, our, you know, our, our whole system, our aura, the energetic control of our organs and glands and cells. And who knew, you know, uh, we didn't learn this in medical school, but who knew that this would be that message that it's sort of like a blueprint almost. I mean, that's how I kind of interpret it. It's like a blueprint to do you have a healthy blueprint to make a healthy kidney, a healthy heart, you know, a healthy cells? And also does 
um, help connect body, mind, soul as well. So um, since learning about the assemblage beam, I have actually been working with my Ascension tools, Ascension 1 and 2, to help with supporting the assemblage beam, um, you know, downloading uh, components uh, if they are missing, to balance it. Uh, there are certain ways you can even tell uh, where the assemblage beam is on a person or the assemblage point, also known as assemblage point, uh, and where it is in relationship to, like, the belly button or in relationship to, you know, the throat area, um, if it's misaligned too far left, too far right, too far up, too far down, um, that can pose a problem. And uh, for some people that are, you know, very, very ill, chronic illness, you can actually even assess uh, this position. And, and when it gets too far down, um, meaning that it's not where it's supposed to be, um, it's almost a predictor of death. So, um, you know, you know, obviously if someone is uh, dying, whatever, of cancer or whatever it is, and the assemblage beam is very, very low towards the belly button, that's usually an ominous sign that it, the time is coming. Uh, however, the good news is you can also actually help to rearrange the assemblage beam. And uh, there's many different ways of doing it. And I know probably uh, Tyson does it differently than the way that I do it, you know, through the Ascension tools or through my Topican healing but uh, all of it is uh, beneficial, and by helping to reset, I have noticed that people have had real uh, tangible changes in how they feel, how grounded uh, they feel, and in fact, some people have, um, uh, you know, that are very, very sensitive, especially I've found starseeds, so these are folks that have been in a, uh, um, you know, especially those that have been light beings beforehand. And when they're light beings, sometimes when they incarnate into a physical body, then all of a sudden, well, maybe not all of a sudden, but what happens is that they don't fully get in and body into the new human body. So I have found in some cases um, things that are missing, um, parts of the assemblage beam so-called uh, imbalance and, you know, you know, jutted off in a certain area. And then when we have reset those and we've reground them, then all of a sudden certain body parts start to work, sometimes almost for the first time. Uh, so isn't that exciting? <laughs> okay. So uh, before I uh, introduce my guest today, uh, let's check out uh, a couple other things. So uh, what we're going to cover today is uh, where exactly is the assemblage beam and what causes it to be out of alignment, uh, how you can find out about this assemblage beam, and maybe if there's – I don't really know this part, but maybe Tyson can help us with that. Um, is there any um, – uh, proof that it actually exists in reality and not just in our minds. Um, and uh, is the assemblage beam the same as the soul seat, uh, which is uh, another interesting area of the body, uh, or the same, I don't know, but uh, it's around the same area. Um, so I'm not sure if Tyson is familiar with that, but um, one of my teachers, my first uh, energy healing teacher, uh, mentioned the soul seat and it's in around the same area. So um, it is um, uh, it is uh, uh, interesting to know whether these are familiar or similar together. And what are some of the signs that your assemblage point or beam is out of alignment? 
And then how does it affect other energy parts? Like does it affect our heartline? Does it affect our chakras possibly? Does it affect our meridians? Um, how does one manually assess this? If you were, um, you know, going to learn how to manually assess someone's assemblage beam, which is the original way of doing it, and how you can correct it if it's misaligned. Now, I know that's a lot of information, and I know we're not going to make everybody who isn't an energy healer <laughs> an energy healer overnight to do this, but uh, there certainly is a book that is um, that it talks more about the assemblage beam, so you can look up John Whale, J-O-N. W H A L E on Amazon. Uh, if you uh, uh, want to get, he has a couple of books uh, on the subject. So let me tell you a little bit about uh, Tyson here. Okay, so Tyson Manigan is a master inner game coach. He's also known as the energy detective. I like the name of his uh, website, energydetective.ca. And his job is to help clients identify and remove health, wellness, and alignment blocks. So they can get out of their own way, show up to be the best them they could be, to be awesome, deliver their unique gifts to the world. So again, go to the website energydetective.ca and uh, check it out. There's a lot of information there, a lot of free stuff as well on the show. Uh, sorry, on the website. Uh, so uh, please go to Tyson's website, and also he has a lot of different. Uh, Facebook groups as well. So if you are wanting to call in and um, learn more about uh, maybe how that pertains to you, um, we're going to open the phone lines a little later. The number to call in is 818-514-1190. Again, it's 818-514-1190 and just hit 1. So we know that your hand is up. Uh, so let's check. Yeah, because sometimes people don't know that they're they're trying to ask a question, and I can't unmute. Well, I can, but I can't know that you want to be unmuted until uh, you put your hand up. So make sure you click that one, so I know you're there. Okie dokie. All right. So now what I'm going to do is I'm just going to open up the chat here. Now sometimes this doesn't work exactly the way I want it to. So bear with me here. I think I have to order, uh, open up a new window. So you can also uh, ask questions on the chat as well. All right, so it's opening up, folks. So if you are online and you'd like to ask a question, we may not get to the, your questions just yet, uh, and you don't want to call in, you can actually go to the chat, which I am opening now, and you can go ahead and ask your questions. Okay, so let me check in here with Tyson. Um, I'm not seeing Tyson's number actually show up on the queue. So, Tyson, if you are listening, I cannot tell what number you are calling from. So uh, let me just uh, text Jennifer here, my assistant, and see if she can tell me because uh, the number I have for you is not listed. So, okay, sorry, guys. Uh, hang on just a sec. It'll be worth the wait, let me tell you. Okay. Uh, yeah, let me just um, text Jennifer to see if she can get a hold of him. And uh, actually, while we are waiting, okay, so I think I'm on the chat. Yes, okay, I'm just going to write something in the chat. Hi there. In the meantime, uh, you know what's really cool is we can actually do all sorts of um, assessments energetically. I know, I, you know, I, honestly, I'm not really sure that uh, John Whale believes me <laughs> that we can assess the assemblage beam remotely, you know,
you know, but, uh, you know, he doesn't know me personally, you know, obviously Tyson does, but he doesn't know me personally. So, um, uh, but we can do that. We can do that. Um, now, the other thing very interesting is I um, um, discovered or was told by source that there there is something else similar to that on the astral level, like some sort of like, for lack of a better term, an astral assemblage bee. It came up in one of my healings uh, with somebody else, and then it came up with another, you know, another client and another patient um, that there may be some sort of blueprint on the astral level too. So isn't that cool if that is the case? Okay, so I'm sorry, guys. We're still waiting because uh, I do not see the phone number that I'm looking for for Tyson here. So in the meantime, let's uh, let's go ahead and take some questions ahead of time. Uh, let's see. Um, so if you guys are calling in, and you want me to check in on your assemblage beam, if you want to brave that and check it out, uh, go ahead and raise your hand. Again, the number to call in is 818-514-1190. Again, it is 818-514-1190. Okay. All right. So, And you can also ask uh, stuff on the, on the chat as well. All right. So I'm just waiting for some folks to put their hand up. And... Uh, Let's see if anybody... Okay, we have one hand up. Yay! Okay, hang on. So area code 920, and I haven't memorized everybody's phone number, so if you've been on the show before, I apologize. I'm not going to know who you are. So just say your first name and then uh, maybe check in, and uh, we can check in with your assemblage beam, okay? Hello. Hi, hello. Karen. This is, this is Patty calling in. Hi, Patty. Hi, Karen. Yeah, oh, yay. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. Yes, could you check my and see if my assemblage point is in the right place or where it's supposed to be? Um, I'm having a lot of issues with my feet being so numb, and I'm very unstable on my feet. And I was oh, wondering if that had been. And I've been doing yeah. Ascension 1 and 2 all the time, every day, constantly. So, oh, good for um, you. I'm not sure what's going on. Okay, well, it may or may not be related to that, but we can definitely ask about that, and um, there's probably a good reason why you were attracted to the show, so who knows? So what we're going to do is um, uh, we're going to connect to source uh, through my, my method. I'm going to verbalize it out loud. Normally when I do 25-minute uh, um, sessions, I actually do a whole prayer, but we're going to you know, shorten that, obviously, because we, uh, we don't only have a limited amount of time. Uh, and we are going to uh, connect to source. So it is now commanded that we be connected to the one and only source 100%. In all lives, past, present, future, for this testing and healing, and that heaven come to earth through me and whoever else is on the call. Thank you. All right, so let me check in, Patty. So do I have permission? I'm getting a yes response from source here. Um, so let's check. Now, what, the way I do it is I check how happy the assemblage beam is. We can also check the light score of the assemblage beam because sometimes the assemblage beam can be pretty happy, but not completely aligned with source, which is a, like a different animal altogether. But that's how we would do it, um, you know, when people have sessions with me and we find that there is an issue with the assemblage beam. So we're going to check both for you. So let's check in now. So um, so Patty's light score of her assemblage beam in this timeline, in this body, what is it? 50, 40, 40. Okay, that's definitely low. Um, what about how happy is it? How well-functioning is it? How complete is it? 50, 60, 70, 75, 60. Yeah, not bad. So 77% complete or happy, 
but the light score is low. So let's see. Is there a reason why the Ascension 1 and 2 has not raised your assemblage beam or point up to 100 already? I'm getting a yes. So let's ask the you know, various different questions being asked about it. Is it because you haven't used it enough? I'm getting a no. Is it because Ascension 1 is being blocked from uh, working uh, optimally? I'm getting a yes. How about Ascension 2? I'm getting a no. So Ascension 1 is being blocked. I'm getting a yes. Okay, so let's see. How is it being blocked? Is it being blocked by source? Okay, I'm getting a yes. Is it being blocked by anything else? I'm getting a no. So it's pretty rare that it is able to be blocked, and when it is blocked, before uh, months ago, uh, we did note that some higher selves were blocking it, but uh, sometimes the higher self may or may not be fully aligned with source in that moment. Uh, so what we've done is we've done some higher source, you know, higher self healing. We've added those into Ascension 1 and 2. So we rarely find the higher self now blocking Ascension 1 and 2. Um, uh, we had some issues, you know, I don't know how many months ago of, you know, a high-level extraterrestrials inter you know, with their dimensional whatever weapons that were trying to block it through the CD player. They were blocking it through the computer. <laughs> like they were trying all these different, like, high-tech ways of, of doing it. And it was hard because most times, you know, 99% it was getting through, but uh, they were doing all sorts of tricks. So then we upgraded Ascension 1 and 2 to, you know, completely neutralize that. So we haven't gotten that in a, a long time. So Source is the only one that I've gotten recently um, in the last, gosh, probably three months that has actually blocked it. So there's usually a good reason, <laughs> and usually it's because there's something we need to know. So let's ask, uh, does Source, is there something that Patty, uh, that Source needs Patty to bring to consciousness about her assemblage being getting a yes? Okay. All right, so let's see what that is. Okay. So, oh, I think I have Tyson here, but we're going to finish off with you, Patty, and then we'll we'll um, we'll unmute Tyson. <laughs> Sorry, Tyson, you're going to have to wait. Okay, so because uh, obviously Source wanted this to happen today. Uh, okay, so is it something she needs to know about unbalance or a hidden imbalance? Something she needs or information? Oh, okay, that's less common. So, what is the information she needs to know? Who she is? Oh, okay. Now, Patty, have we done a one-on-one -on -one session with you already? I can't remember which Patty no. you are. So, no. oh, we haven't. Okay. So uh, let's ask, so Source wants you to know who you really are before this is corrected. I'm getting a yes. Okay, here it goes. Are you, are you open and willing to hear this? Because, Patty, sometimes we get answers people aren't expecting. Is that okay? I'll go for it. <laughs> okay, sure. Okay, here we go. All right, I'm going to go through my list. So let's see. Uh, so Source wants to know who you are. So are you an earth angel? I'm getting a no. An indigo, yes. Indigo soul. I'm getting a yes for that, so write that down. Are you a starseed? Yes. Are you a starseed who has had a body in any past life? I'm getting a no, actually. So you're a light being? Yes. That's incarnated in human form. I'm getting a yes. Okay. So um, have you had uh, more than 10 real human lives? I'm getting a no. So you might have a lot of physical issues or have had a physical issues um, if, if you're not well-practiced and being embodied. Okay. Uh, are you a hybrid? Oh, boy. Yes, you are. So you have ET DNA in you as well. I'm getting a yes. Uh, what proportions ET? 50, 40, 30, 20, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 25. Did, was this through sexual contact of one of your um, grandparents? Yes. Mom's side? Yes. I uh, hope she's not listening. Uh, mom's mom or mom's dad? Mom's mom. So mom's mom is 100% ET. Yes. Benevolent? Yes. So the light score of your ET DNA is what? 50, 80, 95, 6, 7, 8, 9, 99. Wow. Super high. Wow. Uh, we often do find that. Yeah. So you are here for a purpose. 
uh, source said you needed to know this information. Uh, so hence it kind of blocked it from, you know, because, you know, things work in funny ways. So anyway, so um, so you're a high-level, high-vibrational being. Are you an empath? Okay, I'm getting a note at the moment. Okay. So, yes, you're a high-light being, high-vibrational being. You also have not only were you a light being in past lives, you actually have uh, actual high-level uh, physical DNA that's extraterrestrial that you are here to do uh, your mission. So that's probably why the assembly room is not as happy as it could be because we needed to know this information. So I'm hoping that's helpful for you, either that or overwhelming. No, <laughs> no that's that's fine. I kind of figured some of that out anyway. But So in knowing that now, the physical issues will maybe start going away or get worse? Well, it's not that simple because one, two, three, four, okay, you're a type three healer, yes. You have to bring a lot of things to consciousness in order for them to heal because of your soul's mission. So let's see, what's the best thing uh, source now? Is it to correct the assemblage beam now? I'm getting a no. Okay, so if she does listen to Ascension 1 and 2 to correct the assemblage beam with that in mind, are you still going to block her? I'm getting a no now. So should she do the mass clearing with Ascension 1? Yes. And then command that her DNA be completely integrated after that? I'm getting a yes. Okay, so we're now ask the angels to guide the Ascension 1 and 2 in that order uh, if that's for the highest and greatest good. So you can clean up uh, whatever's going on in your human DNA uh, and then um, completely integrate that. Now, we would normally do that in a session, but the, the Essential 1 and 2 can do that for you. It just takes, it just takes longer, like days usually, um, to process. Um, but if you didn't do the mass clearing um, uh, last Tuesday, then um, you could. we're going to put the replay up on my website, so you can ask Jennifer Burns about that um, and uh, do that um, if you want. But it's already embedded in Ascension 1, so you can just say it in your mind, say, I want to do the mass clearing, you know, and have it do that for you. So then you can integrate the two parts of your DNA. And uh, there's so much more to learn and grow and you know, you may want to read that book on hybrids now, <laughs> or star seeds, or that kind of thing. But uh, we're, I'm going to let Bora Dyson, who's been waiting uh, patiently here on the call. What about that? <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, Patty. Thank you so, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for filling in. All right. So let's see. I let me go down here and grab Tyson here. All right. I hope I'm hello. unmuting the right person. Hello. 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 Hi there. <laughs> well, I guess this was meant to be, which is kind of funny, but uh, I, I didn't uh, <laughs> plan on <laughs> doing a reading here. Uh, so I, I think you came in on part of part of that. But uh, So we introduced you, we introduced your website, and uh, we're going to go back to basics now. Uh, and maybe you can share with us a little bit about yourself, how you got into energy healing, and how you heard about this assemblage point stuff and what you've been doing with it uh, you know, since you heard about it. Yeah, those are an awful lot of questions uh, all wrapped up into one. So um, my name is Tyson Bannigan. I call myself an inner game coach. I've discovered in working with clients that about 95% of all the what's in the way, even in in a business, is uh, learning how to play the game of life, which basically means how to show up, how to get out of your own way, and how to deliver your gifts to the world. So I really am excited about working with empaths those that know they're here, uh, to um, make a change in the world. So that's my tribe. That's who I love to work with. And mm-hmm. about uh, 12, 14 years ago, sorry, you were going to say something. No, I said I love working with them too. I just said, mm-hmm. 
Uh huh. Yeah, they're they're the tribe that that I most resonate with. And um, so, about 14 years ago, I had an opportunity to um, to hear about dowsing uh, through Raymond Grace, and um, and uh, a friend of mine came back, and he he was using quantum the quantum uh, generator quantum. machine in which he could, he could do diagnosis for people. And he was, a, he actually was the trainer in that. And he went and met Raymond Gracie, came back and he said, Hey Tyson, look at this. This is how you douse. And I said, wow, if you can do that, I can do that. I'm going to go take a course with Raymond. So when Raymond came, I learned how to douse. And the exciting thing was to be around David Cowan as he learned how to douse within a short period of time, I think it was about 30 days, that he internalized all of what he was teaching and using the technology for and helping people he was able to do with dowsing. So he was able to do exactly what you just did, wow. which is run through all the protocols, right? This, this, that, what, whatever, right? And, um, and even do the radionics. So this person needs, um, give me first number, second number, third number, and they need, these following number sequences for this amount of time. So the exciting thing about dowsing is that it's really, I call, training wheels for guidance on demand. And once you do that, once you open up that gateway, then it starts to flow and you get all this information coming through in words. But you start out with a pendulum with a yes and a no. So the assemblage point. That was part of what I started to learn as part of the body of information that dowsers have passed on from generation to generation. But my, in my limited understanding, it comes from First Nations. But you know, yeah. as yet, I haven't found any reference to that yet. So if anybody's on this call and you know anything from a First Nations perspective about the assemblage point, please let us know because it's a body of information I think that needs to be rediscovered and brought back into our lexicon, lexicon of knowledge. So that's how I came about it. So um, what was the next question? Because there was four oh, questions. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I get overly excited here. Um, yeah, well, it was just about after you learned about the – and thank you for the that wonderful um, – you know, history of how you got started. That's exactly what I was looking for. Um, we were wondering, like, after you heard about the assemblage, how did you work with it? Like, did you do, like, you know, what John Well mentioned in his book, or did you work with it a different way? And, 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 and what results, if any, did you get with working with it? Yeah, all great questions. Well, you know, in, in my lineage of, of learning dowsing, I, I've learned that simple is better. Uh, and mm-hmm. what I mean by that is, while I really respect, you know, the work that has been done around the assemblies point, that I, I just want to keep it simple. So that's what I do. It's a, a simpler version. Now, I'm not saying don't read all that information and don't learn about the details. I think it's all valuable information that you can pull from your subconscious. Uh, but I keep it relatively straightforward. So what do I mean by that? I mean that, you know, there's a belief system that the crystal has to be this big and that big, and you have to go find a point uh, where it's out of line in the front of the body and the back of the body, and you need one crystal in the front and one in the back, and you need to align it. But then you have to, you know, do an invocation or make sure that it's stabilized. And 
you know, it goes on and on and on and on, and you need to take a course that's three days long in order to do all this. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with any of that, and if that's what your belief system is, for, you know, for heaven's sakes, go and do all that. Or you can just say, I know how to do this. I've watched another person who's a master do this. They've done it this way. If they can do it that way, so can I, and just empower yourself. I call it the six-second rule. You watch somebody, <laughs> you see it, you know that it's done, they can do it. You say, I can do it. Six seconds, you stand up, and you do it for the next person. It's that simple. So I love you can it. make it as complicated as you want or as simple as you want. But do do the background information, you know, um, so that you do know what you're doing, right? Yeah, you know, I think that, uh, you know, some people need to understand more. They have that really active left brain and they're curious and, you know, I really really love that. And at the same time, I notice, like, with these Ascension upgrades that we're getting of this light and energy and information that things are happening so much faster. I mean, so much faster. Healing is so much faster. So that back 30 years ago, you know, a a famous, you know, know, now famous healer might say, oh, my gosh, you can't clear entities. Uh, you you know you have to be trained in this lineage, and you have to do them one at a time, and you have to do all these special <laughs> protocols in your head, whatever you know. And it's like, no, not anymore. <laughs> Maybe back then, thirty years ago, forty years ago, that was true. Uh, I was I can't say for sure, but it's not true anymore. So why are we? necessarily sticking with that belief system. So I, I agree with you, Tyson. I love that, um, you know, you keep evolving yourself. I keep evolving our, myself so we resonate with each other and that things can be simpler. We don't have to do it the hard way anymore. Um, so thank you for that explanation. So what would you like to know about the assemblage point? I mean, the next did, did you ask in that question, how do I use it? Is that yeah, well, actually, let's go backwards a little bit. Sometimes I get ahead of myself because I get too excited. Yeah. So, <laughs> so maybe we'll talk about, uh, for those that have not are not students of mine already uh, and have not kind of looked this stuff already, so what exactly is the assemblage point and what does it do? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I really don't know. Um, I know what <laughs> I think I know about it, but you know, it may be far more than that. Um, the, the best thing to do is if, if you're on this call and you don't know what an assembly point is, please just Google it right now uh, as we're having this conversation, and you'll come up with a basic diagram and uh, that will help you understand. So really it's an energy point that has to do, for me, it's through the heart chakra. We're talking about how is the heart chakra aligned and how is it affected by the motions uh, that we have. And uh, as humans, in, in my belief system, we're to process emotions and learn from them. We're not here to, uh, and when we do, when we entrap the emotions and don't release them, then that can set our, uh, well, it brings about disorder and disease, and that mm-hmm. starts to move your assemblage point off of center. So if you look at the diagram, if you were to take a line through the front of your, you know, of your body, not where your heart is, but the, right through the center of your body, but in line with your heart and out the back of your, of you, that is your assemblage point. That's your, I call it your joystick, because 
like gaming, when it's aligned, you're in pure, absolute joy. You're in one with the universe. So think of it this way, and, and I've never thought of this, so I'm just bringing this through now. If the light of, from creator or source or God comes directly through your crown chakra and comes out your feet to the center of Mother Earth and up from the center of Earth and back out your crown chakra to, to the galactic center, that's your alignment. That's your that's your polarity, so to speak, or your standing calm their weight. And where the two meet, there's an explosion. It's like the zero point. And in an explosion of energy, it goes at right angles. So that's how you um, express yourself in the world is laterally to the universal forces coming down straight through you. So that's how you're expressing yourself out into the world. And uh, your heart chakra, of course, is, uh, is more powerful and, ha- and processes more information than your brain. This is what scientists are discovering. And so that is your brain is really doing the analytical work of interpretation, but, but it's really the heart that knows. It's the intuition. It's the feeling of that's just correct or incorrect or this is good or this is good for me or not good for me. It's that that gut feeling, well, that's another one. That's lower down. That's your tan chin. That's another way that you feel. So you actually have three brains. You have your gut, you know, your tan chin, you have your assemblage point, and you have your brain. And when those three are aligned, then you're really in perfect harmony with that triangle within you. So back to the assemblage point. So I call it your joystick. And when it's perfectly aligned, then there's one sphere of energy coming through that center point in you over your crown chakra has one tube torus and then there's another tube torus that comes from that from that center point all the way down and encompasses you the bottom part and if you put the two together it creates a light field which is now the your aura or your energy field that comes from your chakras does that make sense Hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Now, I remember one of my teachers used to point to what what you know seemed like the same point and said something about that's the soul seat, but it wasn't exactly the fourth chakra. And then other things online say, oh, the soul, the seat of the soul is actually the eighth chakra, which is above your head. So I don't know if if you've actually heard of you know the assemblage point being the same as the soul seat on the chest, or is that something completely different? I don't know, but it sounds good to me. I mean, if that's the seat of the soul, and then if you're in perfect, well, let's think of it this way. If the seat of the soul means that your, you know, your soul is completely aligned with creator, then you're delivering your passion to the world. So you're completely aligned. We know that when the hair line, which is running through the center of the body, is out of alignment, or if we know when the assemblage point is out of alignment, then that leads to you know, disease, stress, and disorder. So, yeah, I would think that it's all part of the the same thing. You know, whether we're getting at it from, you know, an Eastern cosmological point of view with chakras or whether we're getting it from, you know, whatever other belief system, whether it's First Nations and uh, an assemblage point or through the dowsing. The point is it's like the cosmic egg. It's like how are we dealing with emotions in our lives are we hanging on to them or are we learning from them like notes on a piano 
we learn from that emotion and we let it go. We ground it into Mother Earth for her to recycle it as pure energy. If we're hanging on to that emotion, in other words, we want to just deal with that one note on the piano and stick that note on, we can't play any other notes. We're out of the, we're not we can't have this we can't be in tune with uh, the music of the spheres because we can't hear it all the notes because one note's jammed. And when one note is jammed, then it leads to different qualities showing up in your body. So if you look at the chart that comes with assemblage points, you can see when it's uh, tilted up and it's tilted down, it means one way. If it's tilted this way and that way, it means something else. And every tilt has an interpretation that you can then uh, use. So, for example... Uh, in this critical line, if it's cur coming straight through, then you're aligned with source. If it's if it's tilted down from coming through the center point, you're moving towards depression. If you're up above that midline, then you're moving towards hallucination. In other words, you're more in the spirit realm than you're in your body. So when it's aligned to the center, you are both in heaven and in earth, which is really what you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be an earth angel. You're supposed to be able to do run both of those energies simultaneously, energy coming up from the earth, energy coming down from spirit, mixed in your heart, and then broadcast into the world through the work that you're called to do. So now if we look at um, it that way, so that's tilting up and tilting down. Now if we look at tilting sideways, you know, if you're looking straight on to the human being and you're about to do an assemblage point, is that if that you feel by dowsing that it's to your right when you're facing the person, then you know that there's an introvert. And if it's way over, like um, 45 degrees, you know that there's an introvert psychosis going on. I don't know if I like the word psychosis, but the person is more introvert. If the arrow is past the middle point and it's on the left-hand side towards 45 degrees, then you're an extrovert. So those are some basic ways that you can look at that center line, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and then it can move. Instead of being tilted one way or other, it can actually move, like, all the way up and down as well, right? Yeah. So now you go to the next diagram, which is like if you drew – uh, looking at the front of the person, you can think of the person as having an egg drawn on their chest, right? Okay. So when you're looking mm -hmm. at the person, the diagram is really good. So I really want you to people to download it, right, and use it. And as a dowser, you can douse where this person is at. You just put your, you know, you know, use your pendulum over each one of those. You know, is it stress? Is it, you know, is it in? First of all, is it? In the upper quadrant, yes, no. And in the bottom quadrant, yes, no. In the right quadrant or the left quadrant, you could quickly zero in. And then, you, you know, each one of them has one, two, three, four different uh, aspects. So which one of those? So, for example, if it's turn, if it's, if it, the direction is pointing from the upper part of the body on the left part of the body down through the center point, so like a shaft going down, then at the very highest point, it's your, the person is manic. Coming down towards center, it's panic. Down further is anxiety. Down further is stress. And then as we move stress out of extrovert towards 
uh, center point, then it starts to balance, right? And the hallucination mm-hmm. cease as we move into balance. So now you're aligned with both heaven and earth. And so that's one quadrant, right? And in that quadrant, you if all when you're all the way over in that quadrant, you have excessive physical energy, like you just can't sleep. You're like a manic. You go to bed, but you just your your brain is going a thousand miles per hour. You can't sleep. They're trying to process everything in your head. You know, you're not, you know, it's just you know, the hamster on the wheel. So that's <laughs> one order, right? So yeah, that was the upper right. Uh, well, I mean, if you're facing the person, then it's the upper left. But uh, on the person, it's the upper left, exactly. If you're yeah. looking at yourself and you're trying to figure it out, and there's nothing wrong, please do that, because remember. Your, your emotions that you feel are notes on the piano. You're trying to learn what each note is about so that you can take what you need and leave the rest, right? Like each note, mm-hmm. each motion is showing up for a reason. Well, what's that reason? If we can get the aha around it, then we can let it go, whether it's a, a sour note, a sweet note, a good note, a bad note. We don't have to put a moral judgment on it. It just is. But if it's showing it up in your life, there's some reason why. We know why, then guess what? And we figure it out. As particularly if it's something we don't want, it never has to show up again. We're done with it. We've graduated. We can move on to something else. So learning how to play the symphony of motions is an extremely valuable thing to do. And the beauty of this, uh, the assemblage point, is it gives you a map to play with, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. have all of the notes, but, but you could you know, take that and then using... Uh, my favorite book, which is, where is my favorite book? My favorite book has been moved, moved on the shelf, but basically <laughs> it, it is, where did it go? Which one is that? You have 50 million. I have to, yeah, Sarah says, which one? You have 50 million books. <laughs> it, oh, here it is. It's Letting Go. I moved it out of its usual place. It's Letting Go, The Pathway of Surrender by David Hawkins. And why does that fit? Because he talks about every note on the piano. And uh, he has a great scale in it, which goes from zero that. to a thousand. A thousand being enlightenment. And isn't it really that what we're here for? It's full body enlightenment this lifetime. So once you look at that scale, which is on page 336 in the book, then those, all those, like, for example, if I look in the quadrant we just did, which is, uh, you know, panic and anxiety. There we are. There's there's not the same words, but there's grief and fear and apathy, so they can be all translated over to this graph. And when you look at, oh well, if I have fear, right, that's coming from my say my anger, then I know that on this I can just move to desire, which is one up on the scale. And immediately as I do that, I recognize I'm in fear or I'm in stress. Guess what? As soon as you recognize it, you no longer can be there. But just the recognition of identifying the emotion that you have means you no longer can dwell in it. You've already graduated yourself out of that emotion. So now you can climb the ladder of consciousness. Now you can find your way back home. So that's why I think the two are so powerful when you put it together. And you can do this for yourself or you can have your best friend help you do it, especially if you're a dowser. You can do it with your clients. Um, so, yeah, it's a great set of uh, charts 
that you use, and they're all downloadable, and even the basic information is downloadable for for free as well. So we did one quarter of the potentialities from the diagnosis point of view. So um, where else would you like to go with this? Yeah, so I just want to let everybody know that's on the chat that I did just uh, cut and pasted uh, the picture that uh, um, from dowsters.ca uh, that Tyson was referring to, where you could see, you know, some of these emotions and what quadrant they they stick at, and with the assumptions point in the center. So that picture is now on the chat. Also, uh, put that up on the Light Warrior uh, support. Facebook group as well, and as well, in case you're interested in getting David Hawkins' book, I also put the Amazon link uh, for that book, so thank you, Tyson, for that. I hadn't actually read that one. I read his Power versus Force. I didn't actually know that he had another one, <laughs> so that's that's really cool, uh, so thanks for that. Um, yeah, I really so, recommend this one. This the one he did just before he died, so to me, mm. this is the, the final act, right, in which he just, he deals with each emotion. So, for example, there's a whole uh, chapter on acceptance. So you can see what he has to say. And as he says in the book uh, on the back cover, letting go describes a simple and effective means by which to let go of the obstacles to enlightenment and become free of negativity. So it really is a, you know, uh, it lights up the path home by discovering what your, you know, what's the meaning of your emotions. That's great. Thank you so much for that resource. And I know David, uh, I mean, he he accomplished what he his old mission was. Um, yeah, he did. He and, truly, truly did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, he, he has yeah, a great, he face, to go home. a great Facebook page. Sorry, I interrupted you. There's a great Facebook page that, he, that uh, somebody put up in his memory as well that he can ask questions. Oh, neat. Oh, good. Oh, that's great. We'll have to check that out. Um, so, Tyson, I was going to ask you about um, if you've noticed, like in your own um, clients or students coaching that you're coaching, that um, that uh, if they, you know, balance those emotions, balance the assemblage point, like what kind of results do they get or have you noticed in your, you know, energy work? Yeah, great question. Uh, I think it's so important that I I have three videos to start your day, which is an extraordinary healing arts academy. And uh, the third video is I use a large crystal to to set everybody's assemblage point. So you don't need to phone anybody up. You don't need to even get hold of me. You can just watch that video, and it will adjust the assemblage point for you. So that's my contribution to help everybody start their day with their assemblage point adjusted in the right place. So I guess using technical terms, if you feel a bit wonky when you get up, then why not get over <laughs> to the Primary Healing Arts Academy and adjust your assemblage point. Okay, great. So let me let me just uh, um, say the URL again if people didn't uh, catch it. So Tyson, can you tell them where it is? Yeah, it's www.theextraordinary-healing.com hyphen arts period academy the extraordinary healing arts academy there's a period between arts and academy so instead of dot com it's dot academy oh i see i see gotcha okay okay so extraordinary dash healing dash arts 
dot academy. Yeah. And when you're okay. there, I think it's three three videos to start your day. I think that's what it's called. I was going to head over there and figure it out, but I think that's pretty much what it is. Okay. And if you can find it, just put it in the search. Okay. Fantastic. I have Great. to learn how to spell extraordinary, uh, apparently, according to Google. Okay, there I go. I got, I got it right now. It's not so important to learn how to spell it. It's more important to just be it. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so I'm posting that in the chat, everyone, and uh, on, also on the Facebook group as well, in case you're following our conversation on uh, the face on my Facebook group. Um, okay, cool. So, are you o- open to uh, fielding a few questions from the folks here? Absolutely, and even if you have some more, do you have some more? Yes, let's see. Um, well, I just want to do some of theirs first. Um, actually, mine okay. probably are going to be part of what theirs is too. So let me see. Um, okay, so I've got one from Anna. Um, this is on the chat. If someone with anemia and fatigue can be assessed, oh, wait. Oh, can someone with anemia and fatigue be assessed with the assemblage beam? I'm not really sure what you're asking, Anna. Um, you mean improved? Maybe she means improved. Okay, well, maybe that was okay. a question. I think she's okay. asking for a, maybe a diagnosis or can I figure that out? Um, okay, okay. Yeah, whatever's happening in with you with your body is a is a message from your body to you to pay attention to it. So the first thing is, what is your body trying to tell you? So if you can, you know, if you can tune in and you know that quiet, still point inside of yourself and ask. Um, and the first question you can ask is, if I adjusted my assembly point, would that help? And if the answer is yes, then go that route. If it's something else, then and ask, and you can have a list of things, right? But the first thing is your body is trying to tell you something. So what is the message from your body? So that's the first thing. The assemblage point would only just help you with the diagnosis that, yes, you're right, that that is the problem. But you've already done that stage. You already know or think you know what it is. So if you think you know, now you're on to how to solve it, right? What is that message? Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's a great idea. Actually, it's interesting because last night I was just guided to, um, you know, just put out like a one-page daily checklist for people who like just whatever the trends are lately with the ascension and, you know, people having imbalances. Um, I just put down a one-page checklist of things that you can muscle test. You can ask source, like, what's the top three things I need to, you know, be concerned about today for this X, Y, Z problem or, you know, what's my highest and greatest good. And then you can just, you know, check is it in column A, B, C, you know, uh, even row, odd row, and then check what is the top three. And assemblage point is one of those. Um, you know, assessments. So that's the other way you can go around it. You can just, if you feel like that could be an issue, you can just point blank ask, you know, uh, is is this a problem right now with this particular anemia and fatigue? Or like you said, you know, if it's not, then, you know, you have other things, other checklists that you can, uh, or use your intuition to figure out what it is. Um, some people here on the chat, oh, now it's, now it's booming. Um, they're asking whether you would be able to, uh, check whether assemblage beam is uh, online or virtually uh, right now. Yeah, so is that yeah absolutely. Uh, and, and for me, you know, um, again, cutting to the chase, I really don't go, when I'm working with a client, I really don't figure out whether it's stress or anxiety, panic or manic. I just say aligned or isn't aligned. So right. um, 
And if it isn't, then quite simply what I do is I align it. So, you know, using the six-second rule, if you're a practitioner out of there, out there, let me just tell you how you do that. Would that be valuable, do you think? Yeah. Everyone's like, woo! <laughs> I can hear them in my okay. mind. Go ahead. All right. So, all right. so go get the biggest crystal you have. And um, then I want you, and this is a little uh, woo-woo, but, you know, that's another technical term. I want (laughs) you to uh, breathe in it three times with your breath of life, and I want you to say, I ask this crystal uh, to adjust assemblage points for me. Thank you. And you repeat that three times. So why are you doing that? Well, because you're telling the crystal that you want to have a relationship with it to help you do this work. And so your breath of life is, you know, the prana or, you know, the inspiration or inspiring from God, that's your breath of life, from the breath of God into the crystal and making that agreement. So now that you have that agreement with the crystal, then there's two acts that I want you to do. Well, there's a number. So I'll just describe it. So now when you're working with your client, I want you to stand in front of the client. If you're not, the client isn't there. I want you to take the picture that you have that you, you know, that you've downloaded. And then I want you to then ask the question through muscle testing or a pendulum, is, does this person's assembly point need to be adjusted? Yes or no? Okay. If it's yes, I want you to find the center point on the body, you know, where that assemblage point is. And then I want you to think of the person with the aura, which is the egg, which is in the diagram. I want you to imagine, and if the person's in front of you, you actually do this. You take the crystal, you enter the the auric field, and you find, you're intuitively asked to be guided with the crystal energy to where it's misaligned. And literally you'll find it. And, and, and if you've done it enough time, you'll be told, you'll get the message that it's because of A, B, C, or D, right? You grab that, hook that crystal to that energy. You then pull it back out of the aura. You now align it to where it needs to be, and then you put the crystal. And now I've got the I'm, – I'm watching my hands. It's, sometimes it's hard to describe what I actually do. I've got you. I've pulled the crystal back out, and now I put the crystal at right angles. I've actually touched it to my nose, right, like uh, you know, in a in a in, in, in Hindu blessing. Did everybody get that? Now I reach back through the aura and I lock it into where it needs to be. And for me, there's an actual distinct click. And when I do that on the phone, people actually feel it go clunk or click or they have some physical feeling of it being aligned. And then you're done. And then you thank the crystal and you thank source for the guidance because you're only a conduit or source to do this work. So hopefully that was something that everybody could follow. Yeah, that's pretty cool that you kind of, you know, intuitively with the crystal know where it is, but it's interesting that you were talking about, because I haven't done it this way at all, but to, to pull it out of the auric field and readjust it and then kind of like lock it back in. Uh, exactly. I can see that in my mind. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Now, um, Illajab here uh, has said uh, that um, 
I think mine got knocked out of place after a sexual assault at university. Uh, I read that trauma can knock it out of sync. Um, so she's wondering whether you could check her and realign it if possible. Yeah. Um, the thing about uh, doing it this way, and, and it's really good, like it's um, it's a good thing uh, for the interim. But in her particular core, uh, case, the core fracture, that no frequency from the original assault, is going to be in the energy field that unless dealt with is going to misalign that assemblage point over time. So, yes, we can put it back in, but more important for her is to do the deeper work, which is repairing core fractures or removing the toxic emotions that came from the original uh, problem. And when we do that, then once I lock the assemblage point in place, it will stay in there. So, yes, let's do that right now. I'm going to lock it back in for her right now, but please come see me or come see uh, Karen Kahn and do the deeper work to uh, remove the emotional trauma from your field so it will stay locked in, okay? So here it goes. We're just going to pull it back out, and we're going to lock it back in, okay? In this case, I don't even have crystals in my hand. I'm using my fingers pointed together you know, in a blessing, and I'm using my fingers to imagine going in, finding it, and pulling it back out, and then taking it back in and locking it. Hmm, cool. So maybe she says thank you so much. So, yeah, if you uh, let us know if you uh, have any sort of visceral feeling uh, for that. And um, Anna would ask whether or not, did you have any YouTube videos with that exact demonstration that you mentioned earlier about how to do it with the crystal and someone else? No, I just have me doing it for you, which is in that, you know, three three videos to start your day. But, uh, yeah, that's a great thing. I'd have to get my... Um, I'd have to bring over my video guy to do that. But, yes, that's a great <laughs> thing. And thank you for that suggestion. And I will actually do that and put it up on my website. So thank you for that. Yeah, they would great love idea. that. Okay, so I have some folks that are calling in. Uh, let me just check in. I'm just going to douse here and muscle test uh, which one would be. Don't don't uh, get your feelings hurt if I don't pick you. It's just whatever's for the highest good. Um, so let's see. This one, this one, this one. Okay, so area code 949. You can tell us your first name. Hello, this is Anna. Hi, Anna. Hi. Hi. So, what kind so of I have a very. Um, oh, thank you. Um, I have a, a. I was very interested in seeing that diagram. Um, I. I don't know if it has anything to do with. Um, earlier health problems with my gallbladder where I had a lot of pain in my chest just to the right there for many years um, before I had that taken out. I still have some kind of ghost pain there. Um, it could have injuries, I'm not sure, but specifically at that point where you're talking about the assembled points all come together, I am um, um, what my chiropractor calls it, it's like my circuit breaker point. So he can a few things and find the adjustments and then he has to adjust that area in my spine and then the real maladjustments kind of pop out so I always feel like I'm a little broken in two right at that point um, like I'm, I'm just not connecting through there all right great great description so 
So I'm going to play what if with you. Can I play what if? Sure. Okay. So what if you could link all those things together so that when I adjust your assembly point, that all of that gets realigned, right? Okay. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. So when I do A, it creates a chain reaction that does B, C, D, E, F, and G of what you need to be done. Okay, so if I did that, then where would you like to put your, what sort of signal would you like to create using, you know, uh, what, um, what point on your body would you like to touch to be the short form of reminding you that all this is linked and every time I touch my forehead or my heart, I run this program? Yeah, Here's just a, to the right on my on my heart level. Just to the okay, right great. There. So you got that all installed, ready to do that? Yes. Okay, great. So here we go. So I'm just going to reach in to your auric field. Okay. For some reason, I'm I'm look I'm looking for. It. In actual fact, it I, I don't know why, but it's down in the right hand quadrant. Quadrant. I usually don't pay a lot of attention about where it is, but I'm not going to pull it back out. I'm going to hold it straight up, and now I'm going to line it, and I'm going to put it back in your aura right now. Okay, there you are. Did you feel anything? Yeah, I'm getting a lot of tingling down my right side, down to my right foot. Great. Ooh, uh, neato. So, so in yeah. that quadrant, just for you to do some thinking about it, yeah, I've got coma, dementia, and delirium. Now, I don't get caught up in the words, but for me, I, what I would mean is you're spending most of your time out of your body. Now, are you in a lot of pain? Yes. Yes, okay. So the thing is, um, because you're in your pain, you're in your, your pain body is so overwhelming, you're, you're spending most of your time outside of your body. The best and quickest way to heal this is to try and get back, not try, but to get into your body. How do you do that? In your particular case, Wherever the pain is the greatest, and is there where is your pain the greatest? Um, probably my low back and my right hip. Okay, I'm going to do a quick one around this. Uh, hopefully, we have enough time. So I'm not going to take you all the way through it. I'm going to leave you to do it. But this is, I want you to take a deep breath and sigh on the exhale. Great. Do another one. And one more. They switch on body. Switch on body. Great. So now I want you to go to where it's the most intense emotion right now and tell me on a scale of 0 to 10, how strong is it? Uh, it's pretty strong, about an 8. Okay, 8. Okay, so I'm going to leave you and carry on. Now, your goal is, or your job, is to stay out of your head and stay in your body. You're not trying to fix the pain. You're not trying to change it. You're not trying to make it go away. You're not trying to do anything but just sit with it, okay? Can you do that? Okay, yes. Don't think about it. Don't try and fix it. Stay out of your head and stay in your body. Just breathe. Just breathe. Just be with the pain, okay? I'll get back to you. All right. Next. All right. So we'll get back to you. All right. Anna. Thank you. All right. Hang on there. Hang on Thank there. You. Yeah, I think that's really valuable, Tyson, um, what you're talking about and, and guiding because so many people understandably 
want to run, you know, from whatever's painful because there's that programming that says somehow we're going to die, you know, if we feel this pain. Um, and it, it and it's not even sometimes even in this lifetime that the pain has occurred. Like many healers have been killed in so-called previous lifetimes, and so they they run and they're not in their bodies. But if we're not in our bodies, we can't truly manifest. You know, we can't truly uh, be healthy. So yeah, okay. So I'm gonna get back to you, Anna, in a sec, and I'm gonna meet you for now. And uh, I have uh, two six nine here. Hello. Oh, hello. Um, hi there. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. I hope I'm coherent enough to speak. This was. I'm wondering if my assemblage point has anything to do with um, being really out of whack, and everything I'm trying is not getting me back into. I just don't feel aligned. I feel like part of my body is to the right and part is to the left, and it's it's been a community obviously communication is a huge issue a nausea um i'm having a lot of issues i was in severe pain for about three weeks and as soon as i got the pain managed all of a sudden extreme nausea took over and now this kind of mental issue i'm just cognitive i can't thank you <laughs> mm, yeah can't quite get it all together so or really bizarre it's not like myself, and it's kind of difficult. Hmm. Yeah, I, I love the way you describe it because you you said it so eloquently. I feel out of alignment, and guess what? You are. So you described <laughs> it perfectly. And yes, you know, uh, certainly if you're in out of alignment, that's a great word. It's connected to the assemblage point, right? Whether it's up, down, right, center, whatever. So yeah, it's putting your assemblage point back where it needs to be is a great place to start. I think a lot's going on with you. I wouldn't be too worried about it. I think you're going through a major spiritual shift. You're downloading a lot of new information. Your body's trying to catch up. And so because your body's trying to catch up, it actually is out of misalignment, and you're not actually – you described yourself uh, as almost beside yourself. So part of you is not in your body. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. That's Yes, exactly. Right. Very good. Right. Thank you. Thank yeah, so let me just do this. And and I, I know everybody on the call is going to think, well, geez, I wonder if I can get on this call and can I participate in this because I, you know, I have this problem or that problem. So if it's all right with you, Karen, why don't we just do one for everybody? Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds, I was, I was just going to ask That's you that. that <laughs> so you read part. my mind. I love it. It's not I love that it. Not questions. It's just that we're going to do this for we're going to do this for, what is your name, by the way? Uh, Melissa. Melissa. So we're going to use yeah. Melissa as a surrogate. We're going to adjust Melissa, and in the same time, we're going to adjust everybody. So, uh, Melissa, thank you for putting up your hand and being the, the well, I want to say a scapegoat, but what's a what positive way of saying that? Uh, a being contrary the one. one. A positive. Yeah, I feel like I'm a I'm, I'm grateful. Yeah. I feel like I'm of service to help everyone. This is awesome. Yeah, you are, and that's the beauty of it. So, yeah, so thank you for putting up your hand to be in service. So here it goes. So I'm going to reach in and find the collective misalignment for everybody. So everybody, everybody take a deep breath and sigh on the exhale. That's it. And one more. Imagine the divine light coming through your crown chakra 
and filling your heart with all this light. And if you're on your third breath, I want you to say, switch on body. Okay, I'm going to assume everybody's switched on their body. And just, I just want to say, remember, when you take the three breaths, you're really connecting to source. You're remembering the inspiration, the breath of life, the mana from God or source. You're allowing yourself to be filled with that divine essence. And now that you're full of that, I and now I'll reach into your energy field. I'll find the collective alignment needs to happen. I'm now in everybody's collective energy field. I'm now pulling my crystal back out, and I actually have the crystal in my hand, pulling it back out, putting it to my forehead, and doing a blessing, and asking Source to realign everybody's assembly point. I'm now ready to lower it and put it back in, so I'm now bringing it in through the aura and lock and load into the center point. Okay, done. And now I'm bringing the crystal back out and saying namaste, which is... Thank you. Yes, namaste. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Thank you. How does that feel, Melissa? I could definitely feel it when he was working with the crystal, and when my I could feel energetically, I felt my body um, expanding, and it started actually it started in my abdomen and then moved upward. So that was very interesting. But yes, I am I communicating a little bit better. I feel a yeah, little clearer now. Yeah, I think now. so. <laughs> Good. I feel a little- Yes, thank you so much. Oh, great. Thanks for yeah. calling in, Melissa. Oh, that was lovely, Tyson. Thank you. Phenomenal show. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. I'm going to check in with Anna here. Um, hope I'm unmuting the right person. How are you doing? I'm doing better. I'm really feeling a lot of um, uh almost like a euphoric dizziness going from my head down through my right side, mostly. Great. Don't forget to ground it. Give it to Mother Earth to recycle. So on the scale of 8 to 0, 8 being right off, you know, 10 being off the chart, where are you now? I'm about a 2. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Keep going. You're doing fine. Just stay out of your head. Stay in your body. Just breathe. Ask Mother to take all this energy, Mother Earth, to take this energy from you and help her to ask her to keep you balanced so you're not sort of woozy. I'm not sure the technical term you use, but what did you say? It wasn't woozy. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a um, like a wave or a flow of a little bit of euphoria, but with mixed with dizziness. All right. So ask Mother to take the dizziness and, and recycle it. Okay. And I, I can't okay. get that to work, So, but I really want to send you my highest thanks. Right. Excellent. Thank you, Anna. You're doing great. Oh, that is awesome. Oh, my goodness. So, Tyson, I think we're we're just about done for today. Thank you so much for doing that group activation. That was amazing. I could feel tingly and stuff all the way down from my body. It feels very peaceful. Um, and, of course, uh, you know, it's, uh, people are probably going to ask, but so I'll ask you now, if someone's listening to the replay, will they also get the activation, or is it just when you're on the live show? Oh, no, no, you can play this over and over and over again and keep getting the activation. And like I say, you can also go to my website and have the activation there. 
you think, well, I just got to talk to that guy. Guy, I got to have him do it personally for me. You can get hold of me toll free North America one eight six six three six nine seven four six four. So that's one eight six six three six nine seven four six four. Yes, and let's just give your URL again. It's www.extraordinary-healing-arts.academy. It's not .com, it's .academy. And also energydetective.ca is uh, one of his other sites, and he's got a lot of um, Tyson. You can friend him on Facebook. And, uh, he's got a lot of great. He's got a great tribe uh, going, and he's very very active in social media and a lot of support. They do calls. Um, it's just great. So Tyson, thank you so much for spending your uh, precious time with us today. It's been wonderful. It's been a joy being with you, and thank you for all the work that you're doing. And, and it's so great that we met each other and can help more people. Mm-hmm. So thank you again. Yeah, and it's great that you reached out to me all those whatever years ago. <laughs> it's great. Oh, my goodness. I love it. Uh, thanks, everyone, for calling in also on the chat Until next time, um, take care and lots of love to everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye for now.